0: Good day, my friends. Welcome to the Remarkable Man Show, the show to inspire men to live remarkable lives. I'm your host, Dwayne Klassen, and I'm so glad you're here today. Please pay it forward by subscribing, liking, commenting on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other 12 platforms that we're on. You can also watch the video version on YouTube. And while you're there, smash that like button, hit the bell notifications, and share the show with a couple of friends you know that could benefit. The world needs Remarkable Men. Take a stand for your life and be one of them. All right, today on the Remarkable Man Show, my special guest is Joseph Varghese, aka the Breakthrough Engineer, who is a growth and process strategist. For 20 years, Joseph has been immersed in the science of peak performance, productivity, and gamification since leaving the corporate world as an engineer. He is a husband, a father to two children, and considers himself a peak performance athlete in this game of life. Since 2005, Joseph has been leading Success Circles, a peer accountability and advisory circle community. Success Circles has supported hundreds of entrepreneurs and corporate leaders to improve executive function, master prioritization, and delegation skills, all while staying in their zone of genius. Joseph has personally cured himself of a degenerative heart condition that his mother had a heart transplant for. He also learned how to swim, and he released a stutter to find his true voice as a leader. He married the woman of his dreams, and his favorite role in life now is being dad, to their daughter Jasmine and their son Ethan. I'm excited to get going as we've got a great show teed up for you guys. So let's go. Gentlemen, the world needs remarkable men. This is your time and this is your show. I'm your host, Dwayne Klassen, and welcome to the Remarkable Man Show. Joseph Argiz, welcome to the Remarkable Man Show. I'm so glad you're here, brother.
1: Doing. I'm so happy to be here as well. So thanks for inviting me and having me on.
0: Yeah, we had a great conversation at the beginning of the summer and we were introduced by a mutual friend. And when we connected, I just believed that that conversation just resonated to a point where we could say, you know what, this would be a great opportunity to have you on the show because what you shared was gold. And I thought the men and the women that are listening could really benefit from the sage that you provide. Before we get into the nuts and bolts, I always like to start the call with what has been the most remarkable experience of your life thus far. If you could distill it down to that one moment.
1: Well, so I what's on my mind currently is uh, my mom had a heart transplant 26 years ago. Wow, and she's still alive. She's still alive. The longest transplant survivor is about 28 years, so she's on that path. Yep. Just the circumstances around that and uh, learning that I had the same heart condition to her doctor, her transplant doctor diagnosed with the same condition she had. So I'd say that stands out as remarkable because it was certainly, it was at a point in my life where uh, key decisions need to be made career-wise, life-wise, and uh, that was remarkable for me. Remarkable in the sense, and how I define remarkable is, and I'm curious how you define remarkable too as well. Like in this dialogue, this conversation, remarkable to me is just explosive, uh, pivotal. Right. Um, like a, a moment where, where things shift. I mean, my, my children, their births, that was also remarkable too. Right. Um, but that early moment, I'd say, defined how things would shift going forward that's what stands out how do you how do you find remarkable i'm curious
0: well one of the things i wanted to create when i created the platform for the remarkable man show and my book the remarkable man i really wanted to make the distinction that it's your version not my version and every man every woman has their own connection to what remarkability truly is mm-hmm. and for me it is just being the highest and best version of yourself possible mm. Love that. and so what does that look like that's unique and so i i can remember when i first started my movement a lot of men were kind of reticent because well right away well i'm not a remarkable man so i'm not going to be a part of that but it's what you're moving towards what are you moving from and what are you moving towards yes yes and so, yeah, um, but that's a great, great life experience for not only yourself, but your entire family.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm present to that because last Friday I went to visit, I went to visit my mom Yeah, and she's 86 years old. For The past 15 plus years, most every time I've out to visit her, there's been this thought that what if she's not alive? What if she's right? You know, something's happened. Over the years, she's broken, recent months, she's broken her wrist, she's yep. uh, injured her broken her collarbone, a number of things have happened. And uh, last Friday, I went to visit her, i just spoken to her, and she didn't open the door, and I didn't have the key to her condo. And uh, over the next 90 minutes, until we clarified what happened to her, it was a thought in my mind that something happened, like it was over. My mom's not there. And then we have this connection, this thread, my mom and myself... One being we have we have a heart condition that has a certain label. Right. That I no longer have, that she no longer has because she had a transplant. Um that was my that's been on my mind. So that's why for me today, that's the most remarkable experience today, because that's my, my mind currently.
0: That's brilliant. And I love that. Uh my mom's eighty six as well yeah. and uh, she actually lives with me. Wow. Uh, simply because her mobile her mobility is such that uh, she can't move about, and because of the last two years, uh, the uh, and she's she is incredibly independent in the mm-hmm. fact that what she thinks goes, and so the retirement home that she was in uh, because of the COVID, the lockdowns and whatnot, it was not a great place for her to be, yeah. and we made a family decision to pull her out of that and be able to have the freedom that she... Wants and wants to experience, but her mobility is such mm-hmm. that uh, it's pretty challenging. But she's still sharp as attack,
1: that's important. Yeah, yeah, present pres- everything atrophies over time. Yeah, right? wife, yeah. everything atrophies, and yeah, w- the more we can be there for our loved ones, what a gift, right? you will able to provide for her and be able to connect with her, provide her family during this time, and uh, it's so great. She's sharp too, as well. My, my, exactly. my we have another parent. Um, my wife and I have another parent who has dementia and uh, it's challenging and I'm just present that we have to protect our minds. We have to do the, the work it takes each day to stay sharp, manage our focus, to, to really have the experience with our loved ones as we age.
0: No question. So I have a lot of context about who and what you're all about, but for the people listening, uh, you are a success coach, you've got your success circles, your high performance coach, but that hasn't always been your trajectory. And I'd like to maybe just get some context about the journey from where you were to how you got to where you are today.
1: Well, it's been a very unique journey. I'll say that. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of challenges along along the way. Sure. So my family is South Indian. I was born in New York. a family South Indian. They settled in Canada, they arrived in the U.S. 50 years ago, in okay. New, York, New York City. Um, I'm fortunate because I um, I grew up with a very strong extended family. Over the years growing up in Queens, New York, at the time, it was the most diverse mm. city in the whole world. And now right. Tor- Toronto has its feet at this point. I we I grew up with a, a huge family around ourselves. but my, 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 my parents has figured out, well, their siblings, their family, they live in poverty or near poverty. Right, We can help them. Let's strategize how we can do that. So in our three-story house, we had a lot of our family members live in that house. Those are, the mem- those are the most incredible memories I had growing up. Just a magical experience being around family to the point where that's important for me. It's important right. for me to also provide that to entrepreneurs to just, especially with this movement of entrepreneurs that are growing We're isolated COVID times, more people are isolated than ever. And I realized that we need to as to thrive we need to be have a community around ourselves so um I followed my dad's path he was a civil engineer I became an engineer
0: mm-hmm.
1: I got a couple of degrees in engineering left completed that world back in 1996 97 my senior what advisor.
0: area of engineering were you in
1: so my first degree wasn't chemical engineering okay my second wasn't computer and computer engineering okay I had another remarkable pivotal moment during my mid-cycle in college where, where I was driving to a, a a chemical engineering job as a process engineer, I'm junior process engineer for the role I had. Where I got into a car accident, where the car basically hit the side of a bridge, got on fire,
2: no um, completely
1: totaled the Honda Civic. Thank you, Honda, multiple airbags. Right, right. Um, right. I, I walked away with a bit of whiplash, but the greatest thing I came out of that that's helped me thirty some thirty years later in my life is this idea that we can pivot. So I pivoted soon afterwards. I asked myself the next day or that day, I asked myself if I died, tomorrow were my last day to die, mm. would I be happy doing the work I'm doing? And I wasn't at the time because I was working in a chemical plant, just managing operators, doing some right. stuff with efficiencies. And it just didn't interest me. And I'm like, I didn't want to do this work. So this is like, this is around 1994, 1995, this happened. Um, so, so, I, so I shifted to technology right? and, and to get, get my parents, parents happy because we were investing a lot for the education. Of course, I, compl- I completed the Kami degree too, as well. Also. So, but my, my background's technology and technology, I think you mentioned before too, we've had a conversation about your skills with some technology and I'm a technologist at heart. Um, it's helped me to build things, communities, things that I've, I've built, right. Access circles and so forth. Fast forward now. I mentioned my mom's transplant. My dad had a first, first stroke after that. Mm. When my mom had a transplant, he carried a lot of the stress. He didn't communicate. He didn't have a men's circle around himself where he right. could communicate the stressors, things he was dealing with. He held a lot of it in. He passed away, but he had a second stroke in two thousand four. Um, as I mentioned, mm. I'm close to my family. Sure. I, I sold everything I owned. I sold my my condo that I bought when I was twenty four. I I moved near my mom. Like you you talk talk about your right. mom and uh so i was living a few miles from my mom i gave away i gave away everything i owned i live in a bare apartment sleeping on like a sponge on the floor more it was more cathartic to be able to do that to right. give everything away just have nothing and like simplified life I'm like clarify what are my values where do i want to be but it's often useful to do that just to cut away all the distractions so this is around 2005 this happened and um as this progressed And I attended a Tony Robbins event. Um, He was was a big catalyst for my goals over the the years. Sure. That event, Day with Destiny, some of the choices I made led into building a community called Success Circles. Yep. And um, that's a lot of what I do. It's just helping entrepreneurs thrive, taking those engineering skills I developed over the years. The idea of raising standards each day, the idea of making 1% progress each day. I'm a guinea pig for what I do. And over the years we've helped quite a few people around the world internationally progress make progress measurable and meaningful progress in their lives each day and there's a lot more to the story i could talk about these other challenges breakdowns i mentioned i had a heart condition i, I cured myself the heart condition
0: fantastic uh, thank you. yeah wow. how did and how did that come about so
1: when my mo- my mom's doctor dr alan Guest diagnosing with the same condition she had. Right. Back in 96.
0: So what is the what is the actual condition?
1: It's called idiopathic cardiomyopathy. It's okay. an enlarged left ventricle ventricle. It means that the heart, left ventricle, the the part has to work harder to pump blood into the body. Okay. And so it's you know over time, if it's not managed, it can lead to heart failure later in life. Which happened to my mom. She had a pacemaker and that pacemaker failed within Two months she had the transplant fortunately she was able to get a transplant she was fairly healthy back then right so she they allowed her to get a transplant very quickly because she was fairly healthy so when i found out i had the same condition she had and her doctor dr Gass, told me that in 40 years you might need a transplant as well given what happened to your mom okay uh, it just set me on this path of how do i reverse this There, there is there is, there is a means to this there has to right. be there are books on this topic where focus goes, energy flows. I started to run myself with people and advancements and conversations, and you've got the internet and you know a, a green tea extract I put into my drinks and taking CoQ10 and exercising. All these, things. I I I I applied for the the lottery for the marathon in 2002, New York City wow. marathon. Yep. I won the I won the lottery. It forced me to train. Um, Soon afterwards, when I saw Dr. Gass for one of my visits, he told me that what what you're doing is working because um, the stress test, all the things I was doing, the cardiac CAT scan, the results were improving. Right. He told me that what he was seeing was unique because this is typically a degenerative condition. Right. And that's all I needed to hear. And I basically took a hiatus from seeing him. Um, I also ran out of health insurance over the years. I was an entrepreneur. So there's a number of reasons. For, fast forward 2013. My wife and I saw him um, in Westchester Hospital, where he's at now. And my wife's physician, they ran tests on, tests on me, and no longer have that condition. So all that work, all that work, worked. Yeah, right? all all of that all took effect. I never, I never quite gave up. I did a lot of work over the years around myself emotionally, around myself physically. You name it, just a lot of cathartic work, deep work.
0: Well, I think it's an amazing journey because when a lot of people get the diagnosis and the hereditary nature of it, they typically resign themselves to their affliction. But you did not buy into the program. You decided, this is it. I'm going to beat this thing. Yes. And you did.
1: I did. I did. Yeah. I I didn't want to be a a victim around the whole situation. There's an idea of being a cause. So fortunately, someone... Shared with me that idea of being a cause versus being an effect, right? And I mis- made a choice to compound this thing, and I didn't have a language. Well, I didn't know what compound growth meant, other than around finances. Now I do, sure. And um, fortunately, it worked. So I'm, I'm grateful, and I'm present that that this works in anything we we, we want to work toward. If this, if and a lo- lot of success is built on the idea of building on success. If 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 I could shift careers at 22. Then I can do that again if need be. And I have a few times. If I could reverse a heart condition, what else can I do? And for the right people in the audience, looking back in your life, look at the looking at the chaotic moments, Where have you stood tall? Where have you persevered? Can you remember those times? And to your what you just shared before, uh, Dwayne, is that um we often identify ourselves a certain way. When we release that identity and recognize that, we can continually create who we are in life. Anything is possible. Anything's possible.
0: And I truly believe that that too is remarkable unto itself. And for the men and the women that are listening that may be going through a diagnosis or they're hanging on to a story that isn't serving them. And it doesn't necessarily have to be health. It can be their mental well-being as well. That there is opportunities. There are ways of shifting and changing. And you're a great example of that. I wanted to just touch on what you did in regards to your transition from going from the engineering side of things and deciding that after Tony Robbins, who is also my catalyst for a lot of change, that you decided to become an entrepreneur. What was that transition like? And was there a whole lot of learning curve or was it something that just came to you
1: it was a lot of learning a lot of failures almost went bankrupt a few times um a lot of that so it's a unique transition I wasn't trained to be an entrepreneur I wasn't brought up being an entrepreneur my, my parents worked full-time different systems my mom was a nurse RN my dad was a civil engineer my dad wanted to be a, an entrepreneur um just with the stressors of family and health he just right. couldn't go down that path um I think for me wanting freedom was an important thing mm. It's fortunate I had some flexibility because when I came out of college, I got these consulting jobs. You, you might One might say I was an entrepreneur because I had a company and I was able to consult full-time. It was a whole very popular thing back in the 90s where as a technologist, you can be hired as a consultant and you know, right. corporation. I did that. I bought my first home. So I was very fortunate, but I, I think the pain of seeing my parents suffer mm. had me just awaken to, well, I want to have freedom, flexibility. I need to manage my health. How can I build a business? How can I make investments that'll give me the freedom to make better choices so I'm not at, at, at effect of life having to go to work and all those things? So that, that, that was important. And I had a lot of failures too. I had investments I, I made, short sales, property, right. almost went bankrupt. I started an event company in 2003 called Metrofly with a few friends. We kind of gave everything away like all the revenue we came and we got and we gave away to different charities which is fun it was great right philanthropic but there was no profit model I had to learn about cash flow and it just took a lot of lessons over the years Robert Kiyosaki T. Rebecca right. just Tony Robbins I, I probably invested about half a million dollars on my journey over the years I'm still investing I'm sure people of course and that definitely.
0: that'll be the lifelong absolutely. investment
1: right absolutely so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's never ending journey. And I mean, what's great is once you understand compound growth, exponential growth, 1% of progress each day, that right. idea that opportunities come forward, right? freedom comes forward. And so even if one's not trained to be an entrepreneur, there is a pathway and right. it's a matter, it's a matter of environment modeling, right? The right people around, around yourself, yeah. having these conversations. We're in dialogue now and I'm sure just being on this podcast, you're on this podcast, you engaging people you learn you maximize um that's 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 what it is is breaking out of the insanity of life insanity being doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result right i think we're all a bit insane because i'm still insane around certain things in my life that i do just get having the right feedback has helped me what would be an
0: example of you being insane in a certain area of your life
1: what would be insane um i i know the power of intermittent fasting hmm and one of the realizations last year I had is that food, as I'm approaching 50, is, is great greatest bottleneck. Right. And yet, we have snacks from the house. We have two young children. And nighttime, one of the insane things I do is I'll grab some rice chips or something because it's right there. It's accessible. Right. So this week, I'm embracing more IF, intermittent fasting. But when I don't, and I sh- show up onto meetings, uh, business meetings, podcasts, it's... And I'm present that hey, this was, you know, it's, it's the, food, the food or lack of sleep, things of that
2: sort. Right. So it's
1: sometimes it's so easy to overwork and push ourselves in a certain way, and um, that's 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 one thing that's there. And then, as I mentioned before, um, environment is a big factor. So making better choices, streamlining our environment, uh, right, minimizing the path of least resistance, the things that are there, or shifting the path of least resistance. So we're kind of pushed to be better. <laughs> Um, that's, that's important. That's, that's my, it's my game now is to continually be bold, be bolder each day.
0: I had a, a mentor, uh, he's, he's a good friend of mine. He's a a fitness and performance coach at at an elite level. And he told me one time when I was training with him, Mm. uh, in regards to going to the next level, and there was a part of me that was wanting to perhaps think about competing. It's something I've never done before. Um, from a like a bodybuilder standpoint. I think he's the three-time world champion and the guy basically won the genetic lottery. I mean, this guy is just the epitome of not only physical fitness, but handsomeness. I mean, this guy is it, as is his wife, the epitome of beauty. While we were training, he says to me when, oh, we're doing lunges. Hmm. And he has this training facility where it looks like a football field. Like that's got the hashtag or hash lines mm-hmm. all the way down mm-hmm. and he had i had to do these barbell lunges and i had to do three three sets all like one three passes all the way oh, down wow. and back down and back down and back and i'm just getting to about halfway to the last one. i got nothing left joseph i got <laughs> nothing left and All the other trainers and this facility is just for trainers and their clients, no public uh, access and all the trainers stop what they're doing and they line up and they're just go, Dwayne, go, Mm. go. And I got nothing. And I'm I'm literally, my legs are shaking. And my coach, he says, Dwayne, your mind is quitting before the body. Mm. Your mind believes. You got nothing left. Your mind believes that this is it. This your mind believes your quads are on fire, but your body, no. Dig in, and I get to the end. I I literally collapse, and that has become my fuel. And where I'm I'm being ridiculous in in parts of my life. I still fight it like yourself. There's there's times when we we go off track. I will demolish half of a large pizza, knowing full well that that's not part of my my trajectory. Not it's mm-hmm. not part of being remarkable. But it's like a, a guy thing that there it is, man. I got to demolish it. Two pieces? Are you kidding? <laughs> Hell no!
1: Yeah, well, well, it's extraordinary story, and you, you can carry that reference with you, mm-hmm. with regard to just being unstoppable, being mm-hmm. remarkable, and like having your, your coach mm-hmm. pushed you, and you had. To, community people like really seeing that and you reminding you that it's all in the mind.
0: It it's truly great.
1: is. Uh, I'm present to something so, that uh, one of the greatest hacks, it's not really quite a hack, but it's just something I've verbalized in recent years that's helped me recognize the social impact of of ex- ex- expectations. The idea is that we rise to the equality of expectations of our peers, our mentors, right. So that and what you just shared, There's this expectation that people had in you that you could still, you had more oomph in yourself. Um, It's all in the mind Well, they challenged you. And it's one of the greatest things when we realize that we can be part of different social ecosystems where as we step into that ecosystem, based on that expectation that's there, we rise and we keep rising. And it's just a matter of choosing the right ecosystems where people see the best in us, see the greatest in us. Let's say even let's have this conversation too. The way you show up, the way I show up, I'm sure in this conversation we'll each have in, in progressive conversations that, in expecting each other to be remarkable, we'll keep rising. No and, question. And, and, that, and that's the greatest gift I feel that we as men can give one another is that expectation that we're that we're great, that you are great, you you are stepping continually to greatness, and that we're imperfect and there's an opportunity to always to strive and be better that's what i feel
0: and that joseph is a great segue because as we talked about in our previous conversation the landscape now that men are dealing with and probably the last two years a lot of men have lost a lot of their edge a lot of their mojo and really are struggling from going from where they are to where they want to be and you work with a lot of high level individuals. You work with people that are uh, not only are, some are struggling, some are in success mode, you know, and you can, you can see where everyone's at and, and what they need to pivot and move forward. And your website, which I'll, I'll leave a link uh, towards the end here, you've got a lot of great resources. And one of them was you have the eight steps to kickstarting or kicking butt Mm. Uh, this year and i just thought for our, our time frame that we have here could you go through maybe three or four of these for our listeners to help them to reignite something that might might have been lost or what they need to do to to pivot and have a remarkable year or finish this year strong
1: absolutely we'd be, be grateful to do that yeah it's mentioned before that Everything we want in life is about focus, managing our focus, cutting with distractions. Everything we see around ourselves, whether it's our Twitter feed, whether it's our social media, those conversations can get in the way of what we want in life. So it's about kind of shifting our environment, making better choices. One of the steps, of course, is to optimize our environment, like Mm -hmm. just make things clean and clear. I think the fall season is a great season, spring season too, to minimize, to simplify. That's important. Recognize too what's important to ourselves, what's 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 truly important. Um, things that are there that could be distracting from our purpose in life. And sometimes those things that are distracting, we've got to say no to, we have to release. So that's something I do every fall is I make a list of things that no longer serve me and I decommit from those things. I challenge people to do the same thing too as well. Another thing too is um, clarifying the purpose behind each right. of these things. The why, the purpose, Tony Robbins talks about some of this, Simon Sinek does too. Uh, the bigger the why, the easier the how. So I think outlining, mm-hmm. the top seven things you're up to in the world, clarifying what are the, what's the why behind those things. Maybe even getting a dialogue to talking to a coach like yourself, Dwayne, or someone else on the same playing field who can hear us out just to see as a, it's, just, it's having an ear basically to see if the things we say resonate. If we're able to communicate these things with impact, with impact, having someone else there, it's very useful. It's very useful right. because sometimes in speaking things out loud, we're able to naturally course correct, pivot, optimize, find our true north. So I think those are some basic steps that are there. And then I mentioned something earlier. It's big grounded in successes. It's a big part of breaking through obstacles, finishing the year strong. So to realize we've done this before. Right. And um, I'm, I'm present that um Couple, a couple couple weeks ago, a gentleman who runs, who's a CFO of a large organization, home goods, took his life. Oh wow! In, in New York, and um, yeah. he's married, two young children. Just recently? Just recently, two weeks ago. Oh wow! And it's, it's the CFO of Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, and that's on my mind recently. And why why it's on my mind is that. It's easy to feel isolated. It's easy to feel disconnected. Sometimes things can feel wrong. Right. In some In some cases, it could be a chemical thing that's there too. So I, I don't want to disregard that. My wife's an endocrinologist. So there could be elements of that too. But realize that you're not alone. You're not isolated. The people around you, there's support systems that are out there. Take a break, take a pause from those things. Mm-hmm. This kind can of get in nature, perhaps. Getting Nature is a good thing, the cutting out technology when we're able to connect with nature, connect with a higher presence, we realize that that we're not alone. The thoughts we have can be minimized perhaps. Um, and there's power in that, you know? And I, I, I think that finishing finishing strong, winning the year, yep. it's important that we're able to disconnect from all the noise that's out there. Things seem, it might seem a certain way when we take a little break from those things we have perspective, and we're able to make better choices. I feel.
0: Well, we're so on the same page, Joseph, because I am a huge fan of getting out into nature. All my clients, it is a prerequisite. We do what's called a, a check-in uh, in, in between each of the sessions, and so they check in. It's just a five-minute catch-up. What's working? What's not? You know, where are they at? And if they're in a funk, if they're, you know, whatever it is they're, they're going through, then. They've got to get out into nature, whether that's a a drive to the park or a walk, whatever it is, just get into nature, because she or however you want to describe the, the 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 feminine energy that nature is, it's there to help transmute the heavy energy that we're hanging on to, and just breathe in, you know that that energy, that prana energy, yes. it's there, it's in its purest form out in nature, and give you something back and what that is is unique to each person you also said too about you know remembering some of the things that you've done some of the successes you've done and i i like to call it stacking your victories because mm. though yeah. so many people they want to move forward powerfully but they're so hesitant to move forward because they just don't feel that they, they've got the evidence to support it but if they were really you know able to go back into their memory there's many times when they kicked ass there's many times when they won there's many times when they truly you know owned the day and we just got to get back to remembering that and just embodying that energy that it took to get there because it's in all of us
1: there's something with the body-mind connection too so when you have those wins those recollections getting it in your body being in nature Perhaps yep. it's just reintegrating those memories, those thoughts into ourselves. Hence the idea of doing affirmations. Um, it's very useful to sort of just, just even bring a journal with you, just remembering these things in nature, just reconditioning the body. So the body now remembers, I think over time, something I've dealt with over time is kind of traumatic traumas building up. Right. And, and there's even a part of me that feels that the heart condition I had, I no longer have it my release of it was a factor of going through this immense clearing process within myself. Remembering Mm -hmm. also letting go of those moments where maybe I might've chosen at a young age when my mom was fainting when I was a child from the heart condition. She was probably diagnosed for later on in life. Right. Maybe calling that in myself too. And I believe there's, there's something that when we're around people, particularly when we're poor people, it's possible that, Certain things that they experience, we can experience too, as well. Also, we can carry on their challenges, their diseases too, and ourselves too, as well. Right. So it's it's something that I've gotten aware of over the years. Um, it's fascinating, and it takes this whole idea of focus to a whole other level too, as well.
0: Right. It's that parental blueprint, you know, we those unconscious programs as to why we show up the way we do, and it's all born in in from that time that we were. Essentially, from zero to what a, they figure about anywhere from seven to twelve years old, mm. our brain is in a theta state, and it's like having a cassette player. You know the old cassette players, and a, yes, and you have to press play and yes, and and record at the same time. <laughs> yes. Well, we're just sponges, right? So we just pick everything up, and it's only after twelve, arguably to fifteen, mm. that we then switch from that theta state, and now we're. Uh, claiming our, our personality, we're claiming our independence. And now we're fighting against the program and this is, and this is where, you know, we get the, the terrible teens or, or the the rebellious nature of the teenager, because we're now fighting against the program and the outside world. And, and that fight sometimes, I mean, I've had battles within myself and wondered why I was showing up the way I was. I, d- I just share that because you mentioned that there was some trauma or there's some things that you've gone through. And not only you and I, but pretty much everyone listening yes. is dealing with those unconscious programs from yes. our childhood.
1: Yeah, we got to unravel all of that. A lot of that comes from work with great leaders like yourself. And uh, it's a lifelong process, and it does. And once one thing gets unraveled, like the onion, more opportunity comes. We start seeing things, and we try to put ourselves on a podcast or on stage and more things come up. I think most of us have some level of, uh, I did for years, imposter syndrome. Then it's to deal with that ah. and then deal with that and deal with the next thing as well. And uh, But it's 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 a journey and I, I think it's all part of the game if we choose to see it as a game. Right, it's a, fun, it's a fun game too if we see it as that. The only challenges comes if we regress, we go back to kind of being like myself in a fetal position at those points <laughs> and kind of giving in. Which which sometimes happens, but when it's it's when we're in conversation with great leaders like yourself, right. we're we're invited to go beyond that. Go 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 past those blocks and really be magnificent. And um and I, I think that's part of the journey. It's being remarkable is part of the journey for all of us. And it's it's juicy, it's great, especially when you can have the things that really matter for you. It could be financial freedom, it could be being in that great relationships being in a great parenting partnership with your children could be being a great health I think it all is a game I'm part of the reason why I wear um attire sports attire it's like a baseball shirt I wear sports attire a lot right it's just a reminder that we're all athletes in this playing field of life oh and I love to re- that remind myself of that continue every day is a game yep. tomorrow's another game or for women in our audience my wife she likes maybe dances every day is a dance tomorrow's mm. another dance and it's just how do we get on the dance floor? How do we get on the field? How do we enjoy that journey more so each day, recognizing that every day is a new and a new day, a new opportunity. And um when we do that, there's an opportunity to be better and to show up and you know just expand and explode in a positive way.
0: So Joseph, I'm curious, when did you feel that you were in alignment with your mission? As you talked about the imposter syndrome you know sometimes i still can feel that once in a while i've worked with some very high level uh, clients sometimes it's like okay and I, I just have to sit in it and just recalibrate and own where i'm at but when did you start feeling that sense of centeredness in the trajectory you're on i think
1: getting feedback from my members the communities i lead the impact that i'm making for them that's helped i think also be honest, um, when i talk talking to my mom these days or people around me, when I get acknowledgement from the culture I come from, there's this expectation that mm. you've made it when you have a pension, where you worked this long and you've done this, working for the city organizations. When I've gotten feedback from the people around me right. who, who raise me that you're on the right track, you're helping people, we can see that based on. What we're seeing on social media, or what we're hearing here on this podcast, that helps me get in alignment. Because for me, I, I don't know whatever reason, it's it's when the people that are around me see that it, it took a lot to break out of that whole engineering mindset, invested so much into being engineer and to break out of that. That's one thing, and I think the other part, other thing is just, it's all in myself too, like having that alignment to myself, recognizing each day, getting getting up on a consistent basis, and not having. Life have to be a certain way, knowing that life is c- unconsciously or unfolding in right. a way that this mission's progressing where there's no doubt in my mind that over the next three, four or five years things will compound where we can impact more people and so forth that knowingness waking up that way without having to be in scarcity or fear, the more consistent I can be in that, the better sometimes it takes work sometimes it takes sure. work to turn over and be appreciative my wife and the kids and remembering the things I'm grateful for and it takes work but the more consistently I can do that without having to do those things where that the memory is there the more alignment there is if that makes sense
0: absolutely well talk about being on mission you've got your success circles and I want to make sure that we hear what that's about how it was it developed and and how can uh, our listeners learn more about it
1: Thank you so much, Dwayne, about that. um I started Success Circles after an event 2005. We were initially branded the Embrace Group. Two or three years into it, I met man named Michael Gerber. He wrote the book called The E Myth, E Myth yes. Revisited. Yep. I was on a stage. Mm. Basically, I approached him by building another brand page coaching entrepreneurs and building systems. He saw in me that what I was talking about. Really, I wasn't aligned with as far as my why goes. And mm. he he asked me, "Well, what else do you have for me? What else? What else you're working on?" And I mentioned in this accountability community that I had, and that's when it got branded Success Circles around 2007 or so. Okay. So it's a peer-to-peer community. We have other programs too as well. The idea is that we're on this playing field of life. Yep. By engaging with another peer who's a step or two ahead of ourselves, by being able to share the highs, and lows, of lessons on a consistent basis. We're able to realign our trajectory, stay consistent with our true north, our why each day. Right. For me, I'm the biggest guinea pig for what I do. When my dad passed away, when I moved into a bear apartment, this community helped me truly embrace what it meant to be an entrepreneur and stay consistent each and every day. And, you know, it wasn't easy. And I realized at some point that I had to optimize certain things and who we are is based on. Our environment who's around us so right we started getting better with the pairing process so, so people who've done similar work doing well in a certain energetic relationship financially and their health and so forth lining them together for two weeks at a time then after two weeks to get realigned with another member another member of the community okay and the idea is you share the highs and lows lessons you focus you, you share different things you're focusing on for the day the game yep Every day is a game. I mentioned that, the idea. So this is like a huddle before the game starts. Sure. So that's success circles. Um, it's pretty unique. It's accountability. It's two weeks at a time with another individual. We have also have an advisory circle program too, as well, called Inner Circle. We launched, we launched that before my daughter was born. Mm. My daughter's born in 2015. I I realized before that, before she was born that I needed to have a mastermind amongst my around myself because you know as, sure. as a parent I know your parent too when you have kids it's easy to it's, it's it's easy to kind of lose sight of our mission it's easy to to be detracted it's important to have a structure on ourselves structure I believe creates freedom especially mm-hmm. healthy structure so we've created the first variation of that back in 2015 we've launched about 30 of those we play the 90 day year so the idea of can you compress time get more done in a fun way, it's part of the it's part of the framework. There's more to it as well, right? um So that's another one of our programs too. So the next Q4 is approaching, and that's our our inner circle program is what that's called. That's the next one. I think number thirty three and thirty four. So that's the idea of success circles. It's improved from where it was seventeen years ago. Mm. And I've embraced the idea of 1% progress into the business as well, in terms right. of how we do things and of building course. a roster and building community and all those things. So that's yeah. the evolution of it.
0: Where can we find you? Where would you like them to
1: be directed to? So the easiest place is successcircles.com. That's okay. the easiest place. All our programs mm-hmm. are listed there. There's a section that for you'd like to be part of our circle, or basically our inner circle program, which is also called our team program. You can find that on the site too as well, successcircles.com forward slash inner circle is the link I believe.
0: And I'll have all the links down below or in the show notes if you're listening to us on iTunes.
1: Yes, exactly. So that's, that's where you would wanna
0: go, exactly. Perfect, I can't believe how quickly this time has gone. Yes. We'll have to have you back Joseph for round two. You are a great entrepreneur, you're a success coach, you're a dad and you're a husband and you're a son with all that going on if you could distill it down to a nugget of insight that you could give our listeners about how they can be remarkable what would that be
1: the nugget of insight it's all a game have fun playing with the game the game for some of us for myself is having it all the game for other people it might be rocking it as a great dad define what your game is Define the reason the why behind the game and have fun with it as well too and recognize that on this journey of playing this game, it's important to have great people around yourself, around yourself, um, other players, perhaps, or other dancers, if you want to have the metaphor of a dance. And Dwayne, I know you're an extraordinary coach. The work you've done is extraordinary. You've surrounded yourself with some amazing people over the years doing this podcast, people you've coached, the other six, seven-figure entrepreneurs. You are the product of your environment to make sure that you are in the company of other great leaders, coaches, who continually remind you that you can be better and in that we rise we all rise together and that's the whole genesis of being in a team rising as as in humanity as as men masculine men really making a difference in a world it's that easy we can make a difference together working as a team
0: love it gamify life Joseph, I'm so honored to have you here on The Remarkable Man Show. I appreciate you, brother. I look forward to having you here again. Thank you, Uh, Be good to yourself and to everyone listening. Thank you so much. Please contact Joseph. Click the links. Check out what he's doing. Enroll in Success Circles if you're aligned. And remember, you're not alone on the journey. I've got you back. Have the best day. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening to The Remarkable Man Show. If you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to theremarkablemanshow.com. Subscribe on iTunes and YouTube for the video version. Now get out there and be remarkable.